Today's daf is daf Yurches. Page 18, the Heligim Masechah's Nazir. We are up to Toshima, the last words on the second line from the top of Yurches Amar Aleph. See, a tough shin. Toshima, come and listen. Now, what is the Gemara attempting to do over here? So just for the next few lines, we are going to wrap up our sugya, trying to answer up the question of Rav Ashi, which was asked towards the top, four lines to the top, Yud Zayin Amr Beis, Rav Ashi asked the Shaila if somebody makes himself a Nazir when he's in a cemetery. So there's never been a time in his Nazirus that he was pure. He's been impure throughout his Nazirus because he accepted it in a state of Tumi. He was in a cemetery. The Shaila is, Ravashi wants to know, is he obligated in taking his haircut or not? Is he obligated in Giluach? Now, why would you not take the standard haircut? Because we know that if somebody accepts uh, Nazirus upon himself, now, we're not talking about shaving at the end of Nazirus, we're talking about shaving at the end of his seven days of purification process for the Tumah. The halacha is that if somebody becomes a Nazir in a state of Tumah, you're not going to bring the sacrifices of the purification process. You only bring the sacrifices of the purification process when you started out Bitara, and then you became Tomei, and now you're purifying yourself. But if you've always been in a state of Tumah, there's no Karbonus. So Ravashi wants to know if that same halacha of Karbonus will apply to the haircut. The same way you don't bring Karbonus, then to the seven-day purification process, do you get a haircut at the end of those seven days or not? Okay, so that's his Shaila, and that's what this Tashima is coming to attempt to answer. And we had a, a few attempts to answer the Shaila. Each attempt was knocked off. And this is going to be our final attempt, and it's going to work. We're ultimately going to give an answer to Rav Ashi's Shaila about whether or not we, a, a Nazir that's been Tame all along, will shave his head at the end of the process. So here we go. Tashma, come and listen. Shtetan Pasuk, the Torah writes, Vitime Reish Nizrei. Vitime Reish Nizrei is a Pasuk that talks about a Nazir who was Tahar, ends up in a room with somebody who collapses and dies. So we say, he is going to cut his hair. Now in this case, has he been Tame all along? No. Because he was Tahar, he was in a room with somebody who dies, collapses and dies. And in this situation, we say, you cut your hair. So, this verse, this Pasuk, is referring to somebody who was Tahar, somebody dies unexpectedly next to him, then we cut his hair. This guy who was Tahar, became Tomei, gets a haircut, and removes, and also he, he, uh, he gets a haircut, and he um, brings the bird offerings in the purification process. The lift or Nazir Bekever. However, it's going to exclude a case of somebody who's been Tomei all along. Okay, again, Herzachain. What's, what's, what's happening here? The verse is talking about somebody in a room, somebody dies suddenly. So you were Tahar, now you're Tomei. Then you cut your hair and you bring the Karbanas. If you became a Nazir in a cemetery, you've never been Tahar, it seems. You're not going to uh, be obligated in the in the uh, cutting of the hair or bring of the word. Says the Gemara, shouldn't we say logic over here? Now remember, does lo- logic does not override a verse. We have a verse telling me a halacha. Whenever I have a verse, that means it's a novel idea, it's a chiddush. 
So what would I have thought without this Pasuk? What would I have thought? Here we go. Zakti Gemara. Beautiful. Umata Harshanitma. Just like in a place where somebody started out in a state of purity. He's going to get a haircut. And he's going to bring the birds in order to start his process of Mezirus Mishayat Hamim Mitchila. So we'll say, how much more so? Somebody who's been Tomei all along, Eino Din, how much more so? He certainly should get a haircut and bring the birds. So with logic, I would say, if you have to do this when you were Tar, how much more so should you have to do it when you've never been Tar? Comes along the verse and says, Put logic aside. This is what I say, says the Pasuk. Talmud Lomar, Shtayt and Pasuk, the Torah writes, V'timei Rosh Nizro, which teaches me, B'misha haya tahar v'nitma, only when you were tahar and then you became Tamei HaKosav Medaber, does the Torah say you get a haircut and bring the sacrifices. She'yehei ta'an havar ha'seyar v'avasipayrin. However, what's the halacha if somebody accepts Naziris in a cemetery? Our original question from yesterday's daf, Ravashi, if somebody accepts in the cemetery, does he shave his head? That was the question. Lift our ass on Nazir You do not. Shmami na. This is a straightforward answer. Bottom line is, taking a step back, we asked the question, going back to yesterday. I'm in a cemetery. I accept Nazirus. I now finish my purification process from the impurity. Do I, do I get a haircut? Answer is no. Period. Okay. End of the sugya. Now we're going to enter... A new conversation, not a totally new topic, but we're now going to enter a new conversation, which is going to take us for the remainder of today's daf. Okay? So we're up to the words mantona, and this sugi is now going to take us the remainder of today's daf. I want to give a short introduction. You have a nazir that becomes tummy. That nazir is now going to go through a seven-day purification process in order to remove the impurity. And then he's going to start his Nizirus counting. Now, as we learned prior, and sometimes when you become Tameh, you're going to completely start over your counting. You've lost all your days and you're going to restart. There's other times, for example, where we saw opinions, if let's say you have a very long Nizirus or a permanent Nizirus, well, permanent, we'll see, is going to be different because we're dealing with day counting, that... Maybe you just put your Nazirus on pause. But here's going to be the question. Ready? Here's go- this is going to be the sugya. This is going to be the conversation. If I have Nazirus that's disrupted by impurity, by Tuma, when do I restart my count? On what day can I restart my Nazirus count? What's the options here? See, so here we go. We're going to see over the course of the next... Daf, the remainder of our daf, onto tomorrow's daf. We're going to come out with four main opinions. The four main opinions of when you restart your Nazirus counting is as follows. Opinion number one is that on day number seven of the purification process, you get sprinkled, you go to the mikvah, and as soon as you get sprinkled and go to the mikvah, on day seven, you're now restarting your Naziris, which means the seventh day of the purification process will also count as day number one of your new Naziris. Clear? You don't need to wait seven complete days and then restart. After you go to the mikvah and get sprinkled for your purification, 
you, this is already day number one of, of, your, of your Nazirus. That's going to be opinion number one. And as we're going to see in the Gemara, Rabbi Yossi, the son of Rabbi Yehuda, says this. That's Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda. That's his opinion. On day seven, after the sprinkling. We're going to find another opinion. And I'm giving an overview of what the next daf is going to be, what the rest of the daf is. We're going to see another opinion, which is that the counting of Nazirus is actually not going to start on day seven. It's going to start the morning of the eighth day. The morning of the eighth day. Now, what's unique about the eighth day is that usually if somebody is in a state of impurity, so you have seven days of the process, and then on the eighth day, you bring your sacrifices, you bring your karbanos. Rebbe is going to be of the opinion that you don't need to wait for the sacrifices to start your Naziris again. Once you hit the morning of the eighth day and you finish seven days, now the morning of the eighth day is my first day in Naziris, even prior to the sacrifices. So let's give a quick chazar, a quick review of the two opinions. When do I restart my Naziris? Either, number one, in, on day seven, immediately after my going to the mikvah and being sprinkled. Opinion number two is the morning of the eighth day. That's Rebbe's opinion. Opinion number three is the chacham. The chacham are going to say, we agree you start on the eighth day, but it's not going, you can't count until you actually brought your sacrifices. So they're going to agree with Rebbe that it's the eighth day. They're just saying, you're not really, you can't really restart until the sacrifices are brought. Now you're going to say, practically speaking, what's the difference? They both agree it's the eighth day and it's going to count. The answer is going to be, what if I don't bring my sacrifice on the eighth day? So according to Rebbe, I'm already restarting my Nazirus. According to the Chachamim, no, 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 no. You have to wait for the sacrifices. Okay? That's opinion number three we're going to see. And the fourth opinion we're going to see from Rebbe Shmol, that's going to be the fourth opinion, and that is that also he agrees you start on the eighth day. However, he says you're going to need the the carbonos of chatas and asham to be brought. So as opposed to the chachamim saying that the carbon chatas has to be brought, Rabbi Shmuel is going to hold that you can restart only after the carbon chatas and the carbon asham could be brought. So there, Rabbi, Yo, Rabbi Yishmael is arguing on the chachamim of after which sacrifices can it be rebrought? Okay, so quickly again, and this is going to make the rest of the daf go very fast. It'll be quick because this is this is what we're going to be uh, really just clarifying here. Opinion number one is sprinkle, go to the mikvah, you restart on day seven. That's Rabbi Yaisi. Rebbe's of the opinion, you start the morning of day eight. The Chum of the opinion, you start after bringing the carbon chatas on day eight. And Rebbe Shmuel's of the opinion, you start counting after bringing the chatas and the asham of day eight. Those are the main four opinions that we're about to learn. Let's learn this together inside. All right, back inside. Again, beginning of the line, Mantanod Lahod the Toner Rabbonon, approximately 12 or 13 lines from the top of the Amban. Mantan Lahadon Rabbonon, who is the author of the following Brisa, Ain Bain Shanozar. There's no difference between somebody who was initially Tame and now became a Nazir, Lin Nazir Tahar Shanitma, to somebody who was Tahar and became a Nazir. There's no difference between those two. They all have the same halachas, besides for Allah, except for Shatame Shanozar Shvi Shalai Allah and Aminian. A person who was Tomei, the seventh day of his purification process is going to be day number one of his Naziris. The Nazir Tahar Shanitma, somebody who started out pure and became impure, 
The seventh day is not counted. He's going to have to wait after the seventh day to start counting his days of Nazir's. Amar of Chister, of Chister says, I'll tell you who the author is. Rebbe, this is the opinion of Rebbe. The Amar Rebbe, Rebbe says, A Nazir's Tarachala Ela Adshmini. In order for be able to re- re- restart the count of my Nazirus, you only wait till the eighth day. It's got to be the eighth day. If you're going to tell me it's the opinion of Rebbe Rabbi Yehuda that we're going to learn shortly, he says that the Nazirus of Tara already starts from day seven. Now, how do you see this? The Gemara says, my Rebbe, my Rebbe Yehuda, Rabbi where do you see these two opinions? Between Rebbe and Rebbe Yisi Rebbe Yehuda, the Tanya, because we learned in Abraisa, the Kidashes Raisha Ibayoy Mahu. The the uh, this is referring to a pasuk. If you learn, if you look on the side, it says this is Bamidbar Parak Vav Pasuk Yid Aleph. V'asa Kain Echad Lachatas V'Echad Laila V'Chiper Alav Miyasherchata Al Nefesh V'Kidish Raish V'Kidish Raishay, and he sanctifies his head by Yoyim Hahu. Okay, this is talking about uh, somebody who is having carbonos brought for him because he's Tomei. We sanctify his head on that day. So the carbon chatos and the carbon ayla are these special carbonos that are brought when a Nazir becomes Tomei. And what does it mean you sanctify your head? That means that's referring to the hair growth of the Nazir, right? The, ob- the obligatory hair growth of the Nazir. Now, what are we, what are we going to do with this pasuk? Biyom Havas Karbanosov, this is referring to the day that you bring your sacrifices, Divrei Rebbe. Now, what day do you bring the sacrifices? Day eight. Remember that? You have seven days of purification. You can go to the mikvah on day seven, but you on, only on day eight are you going to bring the sacrifices. So Rebbe holds on day eight you restart. But Rebbe Yesi, Rebbe Yudaimer, Biyom Taglachtai. That you restart on the day of the shaving of the head, which is the seventh day of the purification process. Okay, so this is the Machlaikas. Now says the Gemara, but this that we learned in the Mishnah, Nazir Shinitma. Let's pause for a minute before Bahadatran. Just want to take away a life message. I found this fascinating. Take away a life message from this. We're talking about Nazirus. I don't know if any of us here are Nazirus, uh, is, is, a, is a Nazir. There actually, until recently, there was a very famous Nazir. There was a famous Nazir, uh, passed away, a big, big tzaddik. He passed away, I believe, in the 1970s. 1970s. His name was, last name was Kohn. Last name was Kohn. Um, I remember his son's name was, he named his son Shar Yashuv. I don't know uh, all, the, all the details. His son's name was Rav Shar Yashuv Kohn. I forget the father. It's a big tzaddik. He learned in the Mir Yeshiva and around. And is obviously different, but he had a very broad... Um, very broad uh, background in Slabodka and in, in a lot of the the premier yeshivas. Then he got involved in Hasidus and Kabbalah. So his approach to life really was very you know came from uh, a number of different circles. And he lived he lived out his life uh, mamish as a, as a nazir. Incredible. But uh, none of us are. Um, I'm assuming we are not. Uh, none of us have the status of a nazir. We also are not careful about the laws of uh, Tomei Meis. Some of this seems to be a little, you know, out of bounds to us, as we say sometimes when we go through these halachas. But the truth is, everything, everything in Torah connects to us uh, personally. And just notice the difference 
that the the in, in approach between somebody who's was in a state of impurity when he accepts the kedusha of naziris, and somebody who's in a state of impurity, uh, who's in a state of purity when he accepts the kedusha of naziris. We thought initially that you can't enter a state of kedusha of naziris when you're tameh. And the Gemara walks away, Lamaisa, practically speaking, that Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish, like we learned yesterday, both agree, you can attain Kedusha while you're Tameh. And I think just as a, as a life message, and, and you, we can nuance this if we're trying to pull things out for us individually, is that whether somebody is, I'm in a cemetery in my life, so to speak. I'm Tameh. I have, I have Tumah, there's Tumah all around me. But at this moment, and I'm holding on to that Tumah, I'm standing in this, and I'm not running out of the cemetery, I'm standing in the cemetery with the Tumah with me, and I say, I am Nazir, I am a Nazir, I am accepting Kedusha. I want to be a better yid. I want, to, I want growth in my Judaism. Even when you're holding the Tumah in your hand, you're standing there, you're on, you're on ground that's, that's seeped in impurity, a yid could attain Kedusha. Not a contradiction. We want to do as much as we can to get rid of the Tumah. We, tr- we want to go through a purification process, but you don't need to rid yourself of Tumah in order to become Kaddish. To reach higher levels, it's true. To reach higher levels, it's true. We're going to have to get rid of it at some point. But never should a Jew think, oh, I can't connect to the Torah. I can't connect to the mitzvahs. I'm in a certain place in my life. I'm too far. I'm too this. I'm too that. doesn't make a difference. Every year, at every point, can, uh, can receive Kedusha. And just to wrap up this idea, it's very interesting, and I believe we've mentioned this previously, but it's a, it's a very important message worthwhile repeating, and that is after we read the Torah, every time we read the Torah in Shul, so we have what's called Hagbah, there's somebody who picks up the Torah, and during Hagbah, the custom is to say a few verses. The first verse that we say is, Vizos HaTorah, Asher Sam Moshe Lefnei Bnei Yisrael, Api Hashem Biyad Moshe. This is the Torah. That Moshe gave in front of Kal Yisrael. It's a verse in the Torah. This verse that we say is a verse in the Torah. You know where it's written? By murder. Very interesting. When somebody murders, and we get into the laws of an Ir Miklat, person runs to a city of refuge. The halacha is that uh, we go through all the various halachas, and the Torah says, this is the Torah. What's the message? Why are we saying this powerful passage? This is the Torah. That Moshe Asher, some Moshe Lefnei Bnei Yisrael, Moshe in front of by a murderer? Why are you putting it there? Put it by the laws of holiness and right? <laughs> tefillin, whatever, whatever you want to do. Something you become close to Hashem. You're going to write this verse of Bezos Torah by a murderer. And the commentators explain beautifully, Hashem purposely had this verse here to tell us that no matter what a Yid does in his life, you can always point to this Torah. With your finger, you could point to this Torah. I could be a murderer, God forbid. Made the worst mistakes that a person could make. A Russia, I'm a Russia. I can point to the Torah and say, I, I still have something that can guide me for where I am right now in my life. I could be a murderer. There's a Torah there that I can look at and say, this is the Torah. What am I supposed to do as a murderer? What are my halachas? As an adulterer? What are my halachas? As somebody who speaks Lashon Hara, what are my halachas? As somebody who's involved in the holiness of Shabbos and Tefillin, what are these halachas? It is impossible to get to any stage of our life where we don't point, we don't have an opportunity to point to the Torah and say, ah, 
No matter where I am, what's happening, this is the Torah. I have a guide, something to look to, to, to uh, guide me along. Okay. Here we go. Let's keep going. Says the Gemara, Viter, Vahodetran. But this that we learned in the Mishnah, Nazir Shinit Batumas Arbe. If you have a Nazir that became Tome many times, okay, that's it means Tumas Arbe. The Nazir became Tome many times. He only is going to bring one carbon, even though he became Tome on different, you know, at, uh, at different times and through different circumstances. Mantana, who's, who's the author who holds that that's Takada Allah, one carbon for all the impurities. Omar of Chisra, of Chisra says, Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Yehuda, he, it's the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Yehuda, the Omar, Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi Yehuda says, Nezirus Tara Mishvi'i Chayla, the Nezirus Tara starts from the seventh day of his purification process. Umishkachas law, and the case of our mission is found, Kagayim, for example, Shinitma Vishvi, where he became Tomei on the seventh day. So listen, you have somebody who's Tomei, he's trying to become pure. On the seventh day, he's almost there, he's almost done, and now he becomes Tomei again. Close but no cigar, yeah? It ain't over till it's over. And now, again, it's at the seventh day, and on the seventh day, whatever happens, there's a mes mitzvah, he's got to go to a levaya, and he's got to... Uh, you know, whatever the circumstances are, seventh day again, he becomes tummy. Kivon, since lo yotza sharu yelavi karbonei nechayev ala karbonechud. Under these circumstances, since there's never been a moment that he was able to bring a carbon, he's only going to bring one carbon for all of these impurities. Now, keep in mind, on the seventh day, according to opinions, you're really done you, to an extent. Your purification process, because if you hold that you can count this as day number one of your Naziris, once you have the immersion in the mikvah. So on day number seven, he goes to the mikvah. He really just has to wait for nightfall on day seven to be pure. And now he becomes tummy. And then it happens again. How many sacrifices are you going to bring all the way at the end of all three? Or if this happens a hundred times, one sacrifice. Why? Because you the sacrifices are brought on day eight. And you never entered a situation where you were capable of bringing a sacrifice on day 8 because you kept becoming impure on day 7. So since you never had an opportunity to bring a sacrifice yet, if you become impure, you're not going to have to bring an additional sacrifice. You can bring one sacrifice for each impurity. This is the opinion of Rebbe Yehuda. If you're going to tell me it's the opinion of Rebbe, now let's remind ourselves, Rebbe's opinion... Um, Rebbe's opinion was that you begin counting as soon as the eighth day begins. It's not dependent on sacrifices. So here we go. If he became Tommy on the seventh day. And this happens again. And the third time. Rebbe's going to hold. It's all one continuous Tumah. And of course you're not going to bring additional sacrifices because it's all one tomah. You're going to tell me where it was the eighth day and he became impure. And then it's the eighth day and he became impure. You should have to bring multiple karbonas. So this brisa has to be the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yehuda and not the opinion of Rabbi. Okay, because again, what's Rabbi's opinion? That if somebody becomes impure, you're going to have seven complete days. And then the morning of the eighth day is when your purity starts and you're going to restart your Nazirus process. Now the Gemara is going to, in classic Gemara fashion, get into the kishkas, the depths, the source, the background of each opinion. Because even though 
the Jewish joke goes, right? When you have, you have two people and three opinions. Yeah? Uh, we uh, Jews are very good at, uh, at having opinions. But thinking Jews, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu expects us to be, we don't just argue for no reason. We don't argue for no reason. Right? We have, uh, we have a background. The Chacham aren't sitting on the back of a bus being like, oh, I want to I wanna disagree. So my time with the Rebbe, says the Gemara, what is Rebbe's source? Where is he stemming from? Which Pasuk in the Torah? Where is he coming from to teach me that it's the morning of the eighth day after the purification, after the seven days, the morning of the eighth day that you restart your Nazir. So why does he say that? So here we go. Amar Kra, it says in the Torah, he should atone for him, for having sinned by becoming Tamimais. Bahadar, and then afterwards it says, he sanctifies his head, referring to the haircut. So he says, when's the proper time to sanctify your head? That is after the Karbanos. That's the eighth day. And has Yehuda, how's he going to respond? Yeah, he says about the carbonus itself. He says, "Imkain they makrav v'kiddush es reishay." He could have just said v'kiddush as v'ki. It should have said v'kiddush as reishay. It doesn't have to say by yoyimahu. If it was all about the um, the haircut, you don't have to mention anything about the day. Just just uh, getting a haircut itself would have been enough to tell me the the eighth day. So why does it say by yoyimahu? That's letting me know to take the carbonos into account. Okay? And to wrap up this drasha, the key to drasha by Yamahu, we're now on top of Amud Beis, by Yamahu Lamali, Emenia Indian Lishmini, Teneo Indian Lishvi. If it's not teaching me about the eighth day, I already know about the eighth day because the carbonos, so rather by Yamahu is teaching me the halacha of the seventh day. You sanctify your head on the seventh day. The Rebbe Nami. Now let's go back and forth, play a little tennis, let the ball go back and forth. Why they argue with the other one's verse? The Rebbe Nami ksiv by Yaimahu. Rebbe, Rebbe, I mean, the verse says by Yaimahu. So how's Rebbe going to respond to that logic? Amar Lach Rebbe. Rebbe's going to say, by Yaimahu's teaching me the following halacha, to say to you, it's referring to the eighth day, but you can even start your count on the day before the sacrifices are brought. If it would have just said the sacrifices, then I would say, oh, you can't start recounting your Naziris until the eighth day after the sacrifices. But since it says you're going to sanctify yourself and, and take care of your, your head, by Yaimahu, she says, that's teaching me by Yaimahu, it depended on the day. The morning of the eighth day, I can already start counting. I there's no sacrifices, doesn't matter. By Yaimahu, depend on the day. The day that I could bring sacrifices, even without the sacrifices, I can already start counting. That is Rebbe's opinion. Okay. So we've clarified Rebbe's opinion here, and we have also clarified Rebbe Yaisi the Rebbe Yehuda's opinion. Now, in the introduction that we gave, let's remind ourselves, ultimately, let's take a step back. What's, what's happening here? So Rebbe Yaisi Rebbe Yehuda says, on day seven, after purifying yourself, after going to the mikveh, you start, you, you start counting the zeros. Rebbe says, on day eight, which is the proper day for sacrifices, you can recount, even if you didn't bring sacrifices. But Yomahu teaches me, once you hit the morning of the eighth day, you're fine. You can already start recounting. Okay. Let's keep going. Vurav Chista. 
and the opinion of Rav Chista, that we learned on Amar Aleph. My Why does he say that that Mishnah has to follow the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi Bar Yehuda? Look, let's establish the case. Kigain, for example, Shanitma, the Nazir became Tomei, the Chazio Baleel Shmini. What happens if you have a Nazir? Becomes Tomei Mace. He goes through seven days of purification. Ready? And he becomes Tomei the night after the seventh day. Now, focus for a minute. Let's get this. If you become Tomei the night after the seventh day, did you have seven complete days of purification? Yes. But did you enter the eighth day to bring your sacrifices? No, because we don't bring sacrifices at night. So what's going to be in a case where you have somebody who became Tomei Mace after the completion of the seventh day, but before the start of the eighth day? Let's say that, that, that our Mishra is referring to such a case. And when you become Tomei, after the seventh day, before starting the eighth day, the Rebbe, the Mishnah would work very well with Rebbe, who says, you start your count on day number eight. So Shikamara says, since we didn't try that, it must be that Rav Chista holds that uh, nighttime is is uh, considered already time for a sacrifice. In other words, even though we're not going to actually shecht the animal until the morning of the eighth day, but the night of seventh day, as we know, after the seventh day, Jewish days begin the night before. All our days begin the night before. Yeah? Shabbos begins Friday night. Tonight's Shabbos. Why? Why in Judaism do we start everything by night? Because that's the way Hashem made the world. It was evening and then morning. Right? So Hashem made first night and then day. So the Gemara says that even though we're not going to bring a sacrifice until the sun comes up on day number eight, but once you hit the night after the seventh day, you're already in the eighth day. That's already considered like the time for Karbonus has arrived, even though we haven't actually, uh, even though we're not going to actually bring that sacrifice. Rabbi says each one is dependent on the other, meaning the time that you can restart your Nazira's count is going to be the same time that you bring your sacrifice. Because if you're going to tell me that the night time is considered it's not yet time for Karbonus. So when is the proper time to bring your sacrifice on day number eight? B'tzafra, in the morning. Well, Naziris nami lechayla atzafra. So Naziris also cannot start until the morning. And if you're going to tell me that nighttime is not lacking, meaning it's already considered the next day, Naziris taira chayla miurta. So Naziris of, of, uh, of Tara, the purity Naziris should already be able to be start counting the night after the seventh day because then it's going to be considered the eighth day. Bottom line is, this is why Rav Chista establishes the Mishnah like Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yehuda, and he doesn't hold the Mishnahs like Rabbi because Memanov Shach, either way, if you're going to hold the logic after the seventh night, the Karbanas start, then I have to say the same thing about the Naziris. And if it doesn't start till the morning, I'm going to have to say the same thing about the Naziris. Period. Beautiful. Two dots. We're at the colon. A little more than a third of the way down on Yudcha Summit Bays. Let us keep going. Gufa. 
Gufa means a piece of a previously quoted statement. Nitma b'shvi v'chazav nitma b'shvi. We gave a case where somebody, we gave a case where somebody became Tomei multiple times on day number seven of his purification process. Enoi mevi elokarban echad. We learned in the Brisa, you're only going to bring one sacrifice. Let's say he became Tomei on the eighth day multiple times. Maybe Karban, I call Since he entered a day and a time where it was fit to bring a sacrifice, you're going to have to bring multiple sacrifices. And he could start right away. And this is the first opinion that we brought down, which is that once he gets uh, sprinkled in his purification process, he could start counting his Yemei Naziris immediately. And now we're going to be entering the two other opinions that we introduced today's daf with. The Chum say, Karbon Echad Alakol Ad Shiyavi You bring one Karbon for every time that he became Tomei until ultimately the Karbon Chatos is brought. Even if it's day number eight, you became Tomei. You're not going to have to bring multiple carbonus. Maybe carbon heavy chatos of enitma, but he chatos of enitma. Then maybe carbon I call echad echad. If you bring your carbon chatos and then you become tame, so now you're going to have to bring a carbon for each time you became tame. Heavy chatos le heavy ashamay. What happens if he brought his carbon chatos, but he did not bring his carbon asham? According to the chachamim, might not. You could still count. It's the it's most important is the carbon chatos. However, Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Yechon and Mebreka says, no, you don't start counting once you bring the Karban the same, The same way the Karban Chatos stops the process and does not allow you to start the Nazir's counting, so too, if you didn't bring the Karban Asham, also, you cannot restart your counting. Again, a pity number four that we mentioned in our introduction. Says the Gemara, Bishlama, it's understandable, the Rebbe Eliezer. According to the opinion of Rebbe Eliezer, Amar Krat says, Vekidah He sanctifies his head on that day, again, on that day, which means, It depends on the day, even if you didn't bring any sacrifices, once you hit the morning, you're good to go. V'Rabbanon, and according to Rabban, who say you can start counting once you bring the Chatas. Ha'hu, I'll say, once you bring the Chatas, you can recount. Even if he didn't bring the Karban Asham. <coughs> Excuse me. El Rabbi Yishmael. But according to Rabbi Yishmael, who says that you can only start recounting your Naziris on day 8, if you brought the, the Chatos and the Asham, Hahu Lomali. Why does it say on that day? It's not dependent on day. You got to bring all your sacrifices too. Amar Lach, Hahu, Afapish, Lehevi, Elasei. There's a third sacrifice. You bring a chadas, you bring an asham, and you bring an oila. And I hold, says Rabbi Yishmael, you bring your chadas, you bring your asham, you can recount. I, what about Ahu? That means once you did that on the eighth day, even if you didn't bring the oila, then you could still restart. So why did the Rabban argue? Rabban, by miyuta, darim they say no, no, no. A chadas, it's for the Tumma. And Asham is for the Tumma. You know why you bring a carbon oil? You know why this third carbon is brought? That's a pledge offering. That's not part of your atonement process. That's not part of the purification process, we'll say, for Anaz that became Tumma. It's an extra thing. And therefore, if we're going to make something dependent on the day as opposed to a sacrifice, it has to be that you didn't bring your Asham. It's not that you didn't bring your oil. 
says the Gemara, my What is the reason for the Rabbanon? The time we learned in the Rise of the Hizir Lashem is in Israel, the Hebi Kabbas Ben Shnasi Lashem. He makes himself the Hizir Lashem, a Nazirus to Hashem, the days of his Nazirus. And he brings a sheep within a year, La Asham, as a carbon Asham. Ma Tamad Laimar, what is this Pasuk teaching me? Why does it say that he starts his Nazirus count and he brings his carbon Asham? It's an interesting order. Look, the Hizir Lashem is mean Israel. This guy who became impure is now going to become a Nazir, meaning count his Nazirus. And then you bring your Asham. So the Chumrah are going to say that you see from here, you can already start counting your Nazirus prior to bringing Asham, because that's the order of the Pasuk. I would have thought, you can't start your Nazirus until the Korban Asham is brought. Talmud Leimar, top of tomorrow's daf. Therefore it tells us, he becomes an Azir first, and then he brings the carbon, even if he didn't bring his Asham, here it's unique. However, Yishmael, the son of Yishmael, argues, and he says, he has Nazirus, and then he brings Amosai, his ear. He says, no, 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 don't follow the order of the Pasuk, which tell me that first you could already count your Nazirus, and then you bring the carbon. No, he argues. He says, you know what it means? Amosai, his ear. When can I restart my count of Nazirus? You know when? Once you've brought your Asham. So it's not first you're in Azir and then you bring the Asham. Rather, when can you start your Nazirus after the Asham is brought? That's how he's going to interpret the Pasuk. And therefore, Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yechim Abreka, is going to say, you restart your count on the eighth day, but only after both the Chatas and the Asham are brought. Period. End of this Gemara. That's the bottom line. So let's just let's just give a quick review again of the four opinions that we just learned that we started out in our introduction. We now we have with clarity opinion. Uh, uh, the let's go in the order of what we just learned. So the last opinion we just learned was Rabbi Shmuel, who says that the Nazir who became impure could count on the eighth day after his chatas and asham sacrifices. We have the opinion of the Chachamim who says that you start on the eighth day after your chatas sacrifice. We have the opinion of Rebbe who says you start the eighth day in the morning. And we have the opinion of Rebbe Yaisi, Rebbe Yehuda, who says that you're going to restart day number seven after you have the sprinkling and the going to the mikvah. Beautiful. We'll hold it here for today. Bezam, tomorrow we will pick up from Mantana on the fourth line of Yud Tesh Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody. Thank you.